Hi, this is Liz. I am traveling, so I'm doing this little intro on my iPhone. This is a new to you show from September 12th, 2008. It, it really made me laugh. It is Julie, Sheila, Monica, and me. Sheila and Monica, as the lab rats, do a body wash report, which is, uh, that's always good for a laugh. And then we talk about being single. We talk about uh, hugging in the workplace and quite a few other things. So enjoy. Remember, you can always see all of our shows at iTunes, at Stitcher, or at SatelliteSisters.com. If you're at iTunes and Stitcher, we love it when you rate our show and review our show. So thank you for that. And uh, we also post show notes for every show we do at SatelliteSisters.com. So go check that out. And here you go. Enjoy. New to you. This is Julie Dolan. This is Liz Dolan. This is Sheila Dolan. This is Monica Dolan. This is Leon Dolan. And you're listening to Satellite Sisters to Satellite Sisters to Go. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation, any conversation, any conversation can. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It's Monday, September 15th. How's everybody doing? Sheila, how are you? I'm doing great, Liz. Is that a new look? You've got your hood on. And then your headphones on over the hooded. Well, can you see my bang? So uh, it's two reasons. Liz. Yes, but can you hear me? Yes, I can, I can hear you fine. I have it turned way up. I, I'm having a bad hair day, and it's a little chilly in the studio. So, and this is my new twenty dollars sweatshirt. What do you think? Nice. Yeah, Looks yeah. like twenty dollars. Where'd, where'd you get it? Drugtown? No, I got it at H and M. But Drugtown, don't get me started. All right. Why? What's going you on? You know it's a millinery now, right? Well, I heard your report because I downloaded all of the shows you guys did without me while I was in Brazil. And I heard that there have been many changes in the merchandising scheme at Drug Town. I mean, we have hats in there that you could wear to Ascot Downs. Is that the name of it, Julie? I mean, no. th- 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 this is unbelievable hats. I mean, not just sun hats, Liz. Just enormous chapeaus. <laughs> And um, they're gearing up for Halloween. What can I say? It's just my life. <laughs> All right, Julie Dolan, you're in Dallas, Texas. What's going on there? I don't have a hat on, don't have my boots on. I'm just here. I'm happy to be with you, sisters. That's great. And Monica, Portland, Oregon. Yes. It's so beautiful this time of year. It is, Liz. We are having just a gorgeous Indian summer. I mm-hmm. hope this continues for... Oh, gosh, please. For a gorgeous Indian winter. Two more days. <laughs> Give us six more weeks, please. Please, we deserve it. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. You do. Oh, we have a big show today. The Lab Rats. Uh, you've been testing body washes. Oh. That must be like one of your favorite product categories, Sheila. Heaven. It, it's just an excuse to get back in the shower. Heaven. It's just, it's Monica. We, we're fresh and clean, aren't we? Yeah, and amazingly enough, we have never done body washes I'm before. I'm so surprised. We've done all kinds of scrubs and soaps and sugars and things like that. So this suggestion came to us from quite a few people this summer. So we, we'd like to honor your suggestion. We sure do. And we couldn't find those mascara ones. Well, so we promise those, you we they were selling out all over town. And the, <laughs> it's unbelievable, but it's true. The rats really went to town on that, right, Monica? Yeah, we, we looked high and low. But we're here with body washes Yes, this we week. are. 
Sheila, you also have some items from the mailbag. Things that people thought you needed to see? Things, I'll just say, to spice up my life, okay? And when you hear the mailbag report, you'll know what I mean by that. But lots of friends have been writing me of everything from dating to kitchen spices. So I'm going to bring you a little mini mailbag. Mini mailbag. And, Julie, <laughs> I'm glad someone is finally raising the subject of hugging in professional circumstances because it's messy out there. Uh, we are going to take the uh, satellite sister poll on what you should do. <laughs> should, are you allowed to hug in a professional situation? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Full hug, half hug, mm -hmm. no hugging. Ooh. What's your policy? I don't even like to shake hands anymore. <laughs> Because of the germs. <laughs> Luckily, you're rarely in a professional well, situation. Uh, good thing you're going to be weighing in on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Liz. That is true. <laughs> you're normally in this current unprofessional situation. But you can't bump elbows with some famous people here, Liz, if you're not here. All right, all right. So, Monica. Well, Sheila, I had a restaurant experience uh, that reminded me of you this week. I had a Sheila-like experience mm. in a restaurant. Let me explain. <laughs> I was over in Bend, Oregon. I was on a little walkabout one night. I decided to have dinner. Well, it was kind of a... I was between lunch and dinner. It was about 4.30. It's a good early bird special. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to this new chain. I don't know if it's nationwide. I know there's a couple in Portland. It's called the Pita Pit. I'm already laughing. <laughs> I know All right, you this are. is good. I know you are. The so Pita this, Pit. The, that is such a bad name. The Pita Pit. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking of the relaunch of... Uh, 90210. Remember, they used to go to the Peach Pit. That was the yeah. coffee shop they hung right. out. Right. So I thought I'm just going to go. Peaches eat. have a pit. Right. A pita pit the doesn't, pita make, pit any doesn't sense. make sense. It really doesn't. Well, it could be an olive pit in your pita bread, right? <laughs> which is not what you want. <laughs> I mean, I think, let me explain okay, the let's, concept. Okay, maybe okay. we digress. Sorry, Monica. <laughs> and maybe you'll get the pit. It, it, it's it's like Subway, okay, so but instead of everything being stuffed into a big, soft, <laughs> doughy roll, it's stuffed into a big, soft, doughy pita. Got so it. that's the pit, I think. You, you stuff everything in the pit of the pita. <laughs> okay. And you roll it up. You got, you, you got, you got that? All right. But somebody okay. does it for you, right? You order? Well, uh, I think that's the idea. But here's what happened when I went to the pita pit. So there's a whole crew there. There's like four guys and a girl. They're darling. There's a lot of tattoos. There's a lot of piercings. Really cute kids. I order my sandwich, the chicken Slovaki. 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 Maybe that was the problem, no. Monica. You couldn't pronounce what you were ordering. And so I decided I tipped them up front. I gave them a dollar tip on like a $6 sandwich. I thought that was pretty good. So there's all sorts of activity going on in the grill area and then assembling the sandwiches. There was a very big, large takeout order in front of me. Everyone's very jovial. And then, boom, all activity stops at the pita pit. You're kidding. The entire crew, well, all the guys, <sighs> there's four guys that work there. There's two customers, okay? The entire crew goes into the back room, and I'm wondering. Staff meeting? Honestly, <laughs> 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 it's like, are they prepping? Back oh, there? Right, like, right. Well, what's happening? Fire jail. Is that where uh, the pit is? 
<laughs> Had to cut some more pita? Uh, you know, and so there's nothing happening in the front of the restaurant. And they're, I'm there all oh. alone, sitting oh, at my lonely table. I will say the one girl who was on the crew was sweeping the floor. So I'm wondering, is what? are they making the chicken souvlaki <laughs> in the back? No. I don't know. I don't know the protocol at the pita pit. But it seems <laughs> all I don't know four guys went simultaneously? Oh, yeah. They're in the back room prepping. Okay, the next thing I know... Some one of the guys has turned up the radio. It is just blasting <laughs> like it's like a hundred decibels. It is just like the place is vibrating, and there's oh. no one working there. Oh. But Radiohead is blasting on the stereo. Did okay. they go on break or something? No. I think they were on yeah one of their many breaks, and so I was polite and. I waited a couple you of minutes. You were a martyr, and you <laughs> sat there and tipped them a dollar. Sheila. Never got your sandwich. I'm only kidding. <laughs> so I did ask the girl sweeping. I said, you know, I, I, I ordered a chicken souvlaki. I said, is it being made back there? And she said, oh, wow, I'm really sorry. The order must have gotten lost, which I love that. When there's two customers in yeah. the restaurant, they lose one of the orders. <laughs> so anyways, they all, the whole crew comes out. From the back. And the one kid says to me, is the music too loud? I was like, yeah, it's a little bit too loud. So he turns it down. Then a lot of activity. They're preparing my pita. They're putting it in the They're pit. They're pitting it. They're pitting it. Everything's in the pit. It's rolled up. So, again, I'm the only one in there. I sit down at the table in the window. My lonely chicken souvlaki there. But then they all start making themselves pitas. It's <laughs> It's their dinner break. Well, yeah. they, they, now they have the munchies. And now, yeah. <laughs> That's quite a concept. <laughs> and I'm thinking uh-huh. to myself, is this the shift pita? Or is this, like, first of the night pita? They're all just making themselves dinners. <laughs> oh, and that is so gross. It, it was hilarious. And talking about how much they love uh, the pita sandwiches. So I think the name, uh, I just think Pita Pit, I think it's a good name for a restaurant. I'm going to give them another try. Yeah, but, but there's you no are? man. There's nothing going on there. I mean, Monica, the, the, the inmates are running the asylum. There's got to be control. I mean, I, 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 I think nuts. I'm going to withhold my tip the next time until after I get the chicken souvlaki all rolled up in the big pita there. But I just, we know that, you know, a key to a restaurant success is sometimes the name. Yes. And I don't think we'll go, we've had a long history of restaurants that yeah. we just... As With soon as you names. said Peter Pit, I thought, uh, Sheila, remember the place that used to be on your block in Greenwich Village? It was, this just makes my mouth dry even to think yeah. about it. The name of the restaurant was Cookies and Couscous. <laughs> It's like, how is and that yeah, possible? They, they think alliteration is going to save it. You know what? That makes you, right, you start gagging. It's like a dry desert in there. I know. I know. How about that? That, that, was, that was quite a concept for a restaurant. Sheila, we went in there. We met the guy. And yeah. You're like, yeah, you get, they made all different kinds of couscous. couscous and then for, for dessert, you got cookies. Cookies. Or, Julie, how about cabbages and condoms? You know, that was one of my favorite restaurants in Bangkok, Thailand. That's right. The name of it, Cabbages and Condoms. It was developed by the Minister of Health. He was also a restaurateur. (laughs) And so he had a very good Thai restaurant with a beautiful garden outside, so you could sit outside. But he used to also hand out condoms and perform vasectomies in in another part of the restaurant. (laughs) Back in the pit. (laughs) 
<laughs> but gloves were used. Yes, yeah, so you go to the left to go to the restaurant, go to the right for the vasectomies. <laughs> yes. I mean, here's the thing. I cannot take it when a takeout place, the, the, the people behind the counter, start making food for themselves. It, it, it just shatters the whole fourth wall kind of thing. <laughs> I don't want to know. You know what I mean? You don't want to know that they eat? No. You just want it to be about you. Yes, right? it needs exactly. To be about Sheila. Exactly. Yeah, well, wait, wait till I leave till you make your shift, Peter. So anyways, I read about Sheila, this new, it's a restaurant in the East Village. It's opening soon. And this guy, I like this concept. You know what you're getting. It's called Permanent Brunch. Oh. That's the name of the restaurant. Oh, that is a good name. I don't get, what are you getting? Permanent. Permanent Brunch, Julie. You're getting eggs, waffles, hash, Bloody Marys, artisanal bacons, all day long and all night long. So that's oh, that all they're serving great. is that's, brunch that's fantastic. in there. That's and then good. it sort of reminded me of a brand new restaurant that opened in Portland called Hash. Okay. Oh. I like that name. That's a cute name. Yeah. Well, I, I enjoy like hash. hash. No. I enjoy hash. Those so I think single I'll... item concepts are big. I think I mean I know. We have a, a Really? Are... Yes, well yes. my daughter has a single item concept. I can't spill it because I think it's going to be very famous someday. Uh-huh. She came to me with this idea three years ago. And she said I and have she works I... in a lot of restaurants she in does. New York. And she has a single item concept <laughs> for a small place in the East Village, she said, Monica. I, I can see it now. Next door to Permanent Brunch is going to be right. whatever Ruth's amazing restaurant And she will be hitting is. you all up for funding <laughs> in the next five years. So just to cap this off, this whole restaurant name thing, Sheila, I am driving south of Portland, and I saw a billboard, which I have to believe is possibly the worst restaurant name ever oh, in, good. in my book. I almost drove off the road. <laughs> better than Seasons and Regions? It's a little bit better than Seasons and Regions, which is the restaurant in my neighborhood that you like to make fun of the name because it should either be Seasons, seasons or, or Regions. regions. <laughs> the, name of, the name of the restaurant, here's the billboard, Garlic and Onions. Oh! <laughs> That's just bad. Garlic that and is onions. A, that's not tasty. You just want to gag. And you know, I like both of those things. But oh, Liz. oh, Liz. I do, too. Don't I can't you like, stand them. Oh, anything, you don't like garlic or onions? Anything with an onion in the title of a restaurant is bad, Monica. Well, garlic, garlic and onions. And onions. You, you know how I feel about garlic. <laughs> you it, don't like garlic. It makes me burp. So I think they should call this restaurant just, how about Belch? <laughs> Permanent belch. <laughs> as long as we're going with the one word. Yeah, yeah I like that. How about an idea. belch? I, I mean, you can. How about br- I, bring? How about Maylox. aftertaste? <laughs> after, a, how about aftertaste? Aftertaste. Yeah, bring Maylox. <laughs> Anyways, well, I think you, this is shaping up to be a good question of the week. If you, mm-hmm. Right. What, it, ha, what right, unusual restaurant names? Yeah. Or how about have you gone to Garlic and Onions? Yeah, or write to me if yeah, you're still yeah. alive. <laughs> I, <laughs> Monica, I like the strong stand you're taking, Monica. If now. you have I like not this, expired, I like right this to fire me. in your pit. I, I, you know? I, I, I like. I like to. Maybe it's indigestion. It's what, what is on the menu at Garlic and Onions? It sounds right delicious. I have it all stuffed ooh. in a pita pocket. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah, send us an email. What is the what is the worst, worst restaurant name you've ever come across? Because we do collect them here at Satellite Sisters. Julie, I still drink my morning coffee every day. Out of my coffee mug from cabbages and condoms. It just makes me laugh every single morning. 
I know. <laughs> that's a perverse name. It's not just bad. It's but but yes, garlic and onions is bad, Monica. <laughs> that was that is so bad. I agree with you. <laughs> well, you know, Sheila, it's funny you were mentioning your daughter Ruthie because Ruthie has worked in a lot of very high-end New York restaurants. That's right. She's worked for Bobby Flay at his place, Bar American. Right. She's worked for Mario Batali. You know, oh, she's yeah. been around. She's yeah. in the high-end restaurant game. People have blogged about her in New York. Yeah. I, and I remember when she was working. For Bobby Flay at his restaurant, she said that there was a picture posted in the kitchen of Frank Bruni, who is the restaurant critic for the New York Times. That's right, Liz. And that wasn't Bobby offering like a reward yes. for any employee that spotted Frank Bruni in the restaurant so that they would know they were getting reviewed? That's right. So I've always followed along like tales of Frank Bruni because people in New York are afraid of him. Totally afraid. And for, well, they should be. For good reason. He can make or break your restaurant. Well, I opened the paper on Wednesday. I see you have it in front of you, too. There is the cattiest restaurant review by Frank Bruni of Michael's in Manhattan, which is like a power lunching place. It's where all of the media biggies always go. Because it's a famous restaurant in California, right? Right. It's It's a Santa Monica restaurant originally. And then Michael moved to Manhattan and opened this place on, on West 55th Street. And Frank Bruni tears them apart, limb from limb. Oh, it, just, it is good. And, what, what did you, you know, like? And I know you don't really care because none of us are going to Michael's anytime soon, but here are some of my favorite. Just, you know, you know you're in a bad place with Frank Bruni when he writes this. Then I had its appetizer of peaky toe crab with spears of white asparagus, which might as well have been spears of white wax for all the flavor they had. Uh, wait, it gets worse. As for the crab, its mushy texture and watery taste Put me in mind of confetti after a rainstorm. If I were a peaky toe, I'd sue for slander. Oh. Okay, that's really bad. Yeah. Here's another super catty one, considering the power people that eat there. Across a series of visits, I had some enjoyable food, (laughs) notably the renowned Cobb salad. Oh, I love this. Less a salad than an entire ecosystem, vast and verdant, with enough avocado to feed three ICM agents, or five Vogue editors. <laughs> yeah. No, he really he really nails it. I like the repellently chalky hamachi <laughs> and lobster dish that could have passed for a salt lick. <laughs> Ew. That, that's harsh. Garlic and onions. Or this one. And he writes, all that was distinctive about a rack of lamb on another night was the shockingly arid ricotta cannelloni beside it. <laughs> Had the cannelloni languished under a heat lamp? Should a diner pay $45 for this entree and forgive such a lapse? Anyway, I just thought of all of the people, like the, I'm sure the waitstaff at Michael's also was supposed to be on the look for Frank Bruni. Oh, wow. Like on the prowl. How how do you think that chef feels? I mean, this would be bad. I mean, this would be. But it is a place where people go just to see and be seen. And I chuckled in the photo they ran with it. Uh, that is um, captioned, noshing on power, nibbling on fame. If you look carefully at the photograph. Do you see some of your friends there? Like? <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's you people see? you know? It's Mike Ovitz, front and center, right there. Oh. The, guy, oh. the guy in the glasses. Well, they're the only ones who can afford the expense. I mean, these are super expensive dinners. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, if it costs a lot, it should taste good. 
Yeah, so we're never going there. Not okay. that we ever were anyway. Okay. It's and just Peter like, Pitt, I'm not sure I'm going there either, Monica. <laughs> Liz is going to garlic and onions, definitely. <laughs> it's a date, Liz. I'll go with you. All right, we're moving on. There are a couple of other hot issues we needed to get to. Julie wants to raise the issue of hugging in the workplace. What's the deal with that? And Sheila, a brand new magazine just launched in California. I got a copy of it at my home. I'm wondering if you got a copy, too. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. We're the Satellite Sisters. the Satellite Sisters. We're back. This is Liz Dolan. I am in Beverly Hills, California with Sheila. Julie's with us in Dallas. Monica's in Portland, Oregon. Julie, you want to once and for all settle this whole issue of hugging in in professional circumstances? What's the deal? Professional hugging, Liz. You know, recently there was a picture in the New York Times of Senator McCain hugging Governor Palin, Mm -hmm. but only after he had kissed his wife. Mm -hmm. So that has really opened up the whole discussion again about when is it appropriate in a professional setting to hug? Who can you hug? Who initiates the hug? Mm-hmm. And and do you have to hug continually hug? So because if you, I mean, in some work environments, there it's a very hug-friendly work environment that that's the protocol that coworkers hug. Now I don't know, you know, usually if you're a superior, you should initiate the hug with. An inferior, you know, a co-worker that's <laughs> below you in the organization. They're called but inferiors? Inferiors. <laughs> it's a new term. The you pe- know what I'm talking pe- about. The peons. Yeah. Your people. Peons. But in some offices, hugging is forbidden. In fact, in some schools now, they're not even allowing children to hug because of the whole specter of sexual, you know, harassment and that they just don't want any touching in school or in the workplace. I remember at my old company, uh, we had a human resource training about this, Julie, and yes. we were supposed to only touch someone on the shoulder. That was supposed to be the only contact I think besides a good. handshake. Really? Was there was consider, an actual policy? That was considered a hug or what was that? Well, that, that, was, that, that was the only place you were supposed to touch someone. But you know what? I used to hug my coworkers all the time when I saw them. I don't mean every day I came in and there was a big hug it out fest, you know, by Did the Did you hug the men? Yes. But, you know, these were guys that I worked with that worked in the field, you know, in all these different states that I used to travel to. And we were really good friends. And so when they would come to Portland, I'd see them in the office. Yeah, we hugged it out. I didn't mind. I I love those guys. You know, I didn't mind. So, Julie, where do you fall on this? Well, Sheila, I have hugged many of my colleagues. I, you know, it's not like every day, but I have hugged them. I think it's fine. I worked in a, in a university environment before I worked with you inferiors, you know. <laughs> you never hug us anymore. No, I don't. I don't. But I think it was fine. Now, I will say, Sheila, there is a fine line between a warm welcome right. and what I would call sort of groping, and that I have been in a setting, professional settings, where I believe that there was some groping going on yes. with the hug rather than just a warm welcome. I agree. I mean, I have not been in, in any professional settings, but I have had hugs from men, which are inappropriate. 
I mean, they, they like hold, in what kind of setting? Well, different people I meet, Liz. You know, <laughs> like in a social on setting? the street, yeah, or whatever. Yes, you're hugging people on no, the street. No, I don't know. You know, just v- random hugs. Okay, I can think of a few situations. Now, um, I love the shoulder on the the hand on the shoulder idea because see, I don't like to shake hands anymore. The ger- <laughs> the germs. Yeah, yeah. And then and then there's you and you know, on, on the spectrum. Then there's the hugging. At least when you're hugging, you don't have to touch hands. But it's, yeah, you're touching cloth. Uh, well, yeah, but that's you've hopefully. got a lot of warm sentiment going on with your hug shield. But you're here like, in LA, I am touching you so I don't have to get any of your germs. No, right? we have taken meetings in LA, Liz, where people insist on hugging you. Yeah, there's now, a lot more hugging that goes on in Los Angeles that ever went on in my career in New York. And you don't have a choice if you're a non-hugger. You have to hug them. I mean, they're coming towards you, and they're hugging you. <laughs> the first day I walked over to my friends, and I love them, at Capesa.com, the group that did all my Summer of Love. I'm working with them on, you know, all my videos. Uh-huh. They, I, when I went to meet them the first time, I put out my hand, and they said, oh, no, 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 we hug. Of course. Now I have to hug them every time I see them, Julie. So you hug when you come in and you hug when yes. you leave? So you feel like this is a burden? I feel like I need a shower after all of that hugging. Well, that's the problem with hugging. Once you go there, once you start, there's no going back. No. You, you know, can... if that's the way you greet someone, especially a professional or colleague, if you start hugging, you have I, to keep the hugging up. I it's don't just like a hugging whole lot of hugging going on. Because you don't have any eye contact. You're kind of like on the side of them, and you're not really looking at them. But and it's a very warm thing, Sheila, really. Yeah. Uh, I feel it, like hugging is better than kissing. I mean, like kissing on the cheek. When, that, when, when people in a work situation get into that, I'd much rather just embrace someone, like give them a little squeeze and be done with it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm a hugger and a kisser. You oh, are, I, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Julie. yeah. And in different are. cultures, I'll kiss one time, two times, and up to three times. Yes. Yeah. No, I wish we could just roll it all back to the handshake and call yes. it a day. Well, it you would know, just a, be simpler. I like the uh, elbow knock. To, <laughs> the elbow. I mean, I just like something that's less, you know, I love that hand on the shoulder, Monica. Okay. I wish I worked it at your company. Se- it doesn't seem very personal. I did I did check with Letitia Baldridge. You know, she's the etiquette e- expert. And she recommends a warm, firm handshake among men and women. Yeah. She does yes. not believe. Um, for that. That's that where you should start. Any that she does not believe that there should be any hugging oh. in a professional setting. I like that, Julie. Particularly between men and women. Because I think you shouldn't hug anyone unless you're going to hug everyone. And do you really want to hug everyone? No. Now we had a situation at Satellite Sisters where one of our coworkers was an avowed non-hugger. That's true. And I always found it very, very awkward. When we would greet each other, we were all hugging, and then we would get to this well, one. Well, we're sisters. I know, but are you? But we <laughs> hugged other hug. non-sisters that worked with us. We'd get uh-huh. to this one colleague, and it was like hands off, no touching. It was. It was well, at least she stated her policy. I right. appreciate that. I appreciate. No, she no, said, no, "I'm not a hugger. Let's shake hands." Right. Don't, no, don't, I, I respect she, that. She had the international symbol with like the two hands up. Stop right there. <laughs> Not a hugger. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, well I, I don't know if we've settled the hugging situation, Liz. I think we've made it worse. I think we've confounded it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's particularly dicey in the male-female situation. And you started with a political example. Yes. So getting back to that, 
I mean, John McCain and Sarah Palin should not be hugging each other every time they appear together. I don't want to see that. I would like to see that myself. I have no problem with that. Now, it's interesting in other campaigns. Like 10 times a day? Uh, just they've got a little bit fired up. Campaigning for the next couple of months together. Right. Quit the hugging. Knock it off. <laughs> so hard group. I say more hugging. Okay. We have some policy differences here. Oh, we do. I didn't realize that that was part of our political differences, that it started with hugging and expanded from there. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, touching and kissing and other things in that realm, Ooh, I, got I didn't say anything. Kissing? I, well, I had mentioned kissing. But oh, yes. I don't, you know, professional kissing, I just think, has gone too far. <laughs> How uh, about just stroking their hair? <laughs> Only kidding. I'm only kidding. Sheila, it's What's clear you've you got that work. hoodie on. It's That's clear you impossible. used to work with first graders. You know, first graders appreciate it yeah, when you stroke I know. their you hair. Just, you pat them. Yeah. But, but co-workers in an office environment? <laughs> petting. Don't really. Like petting. All right. What's that, Liz? All right. I, uh, I came home the other day. I was collecting all of my mail, and there was a brand new magazine in my mailbox. Uh, and I enjoy, who doesn't love a good magazine, right? It's just the perfect it's the best to lay on your couch and do nothing. I call it hard news. <laughs> <laughs> she only calls it research. Mm-hmm. This magazine, through a magazine is called Singular. Oh, Ooh, singular. singular. And the subhead is Sexy Savvy Single. It's the Los Angeles premiere issue. Why didn't so, I get one? Well, that's I mean, what I wanted to ask. I, I'm you didn't totally get off the no, no. I'm off the grid. You you get more mail in one day than I get in a year. I mean, I swear to God, Liz, well, th- well, that looks like a fun magazine. How did these people know I was single, or did they just scatter them around and hope that you'll send them along to your single friends? Well, it, I actually thought it was kind of scary to get a magazine targeted at single people. Like, I don't want people knowing that th- those kinds of details. But anyway, I, I appreciated the title that you're not single. You're singular. Yeah, what do you that, think that, that suggests? adds a little panache to it, Liz. That it's about it's your uniqueness that has gotten you to your current state of. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what singular means. Of loneliness. <laughs> I wasn't going to say loneliness. You're an entity unto yourself. Right. Yes. There's no one You're like complete. you, and there's no one that likes you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you can feel that way. Well, Sheila, you're single. Monica, you're single. I'm single. You know, there are times where being single is great. There are other times when, you know, it's not you, so great. You could use a little uh, pick-me-up. I'm not single anymore. I'm singular. <laughs> That's yeah. singular. It already makes you feel better, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Singular. Makes sexy, me feel sexy savvy. savvy. Yeah. If they were so savvy, they wouldn't be single. No, I'm only kidding. So yeah, what, does that's not in, true. what does it have Well, in? there are all kinds of bogus articles. It's basically, <laughs> you know, the same sort of right. travel and, you know. But is it about staying singular or? No. Oh. It's just featuring people who are single. And they're saying in, uh, in Los Angeles, 50% of the adults are single. And that's amazing. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's why we deserve our own magazine, Singular. Uh, so it's just a lot of profiles of people who are single or, you know, information, just stuff to buy, which right. is the same thing that people who aren't single would buy, but it's just a new way to sell it to us. You know, concierge services, fairly random stuff. But then I got to this one, uh, and this is where I want to get your feedback, Sheila. There's a story entitled Liar, Liar. With online dating, the line between fact and fiction can get pretty fuzzy sometimes. Oh, yes, Liz. And uh, I have never really gotten into the online dating thing. Monica, have you ever tried that? No. No. 
But I could write a book on it. Yeah. So what did they say well, about it? Well, they I, 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 the reason I haven't tried it is because of all Sheila's nightmare stories. Well, they've made but good material, dating. you know. It might make me famous someday. <laughs> Speaking of kissing, I, I, did I tell you about uh, my date with the quote-unquote ex, uh, the British ex-record producer, Nigel? No. The first time I met Nigel, by the mm-hmm. way, Julie, Yes. I was met him at a cafe, and I went to shake my hand, and he goes, oh, no, we do the double kiss. The double kiss. And, start- and, 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 you know, I really wanted to say, no, 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 we don't. We don't do the double kiss. <laughs> Yeah. We, we keep our hand Nigel. out. Nigel. But you're, you're trapped. That was a one-off. Yeah, right? that was a one-off. <laughs> yeah, he touched you. Okay. Anyway, yes. they have examples in this story. How about this? That the lying goes both ways. The men and the women are both lying. But one, a man in here tells a story about a woman who had all of these, like, hot photos of herself online. And then they had a series of phone conversations and a series of emails. And he agrees to see her. Uh, so they're getting together for coffee and when she arrives, he realizes that she has posted photos of her daughter online. Oh, that Dude. is so low. Doesn't that seem kind of oh, sleazy? That is, that is really bad. And she was sort of laughing it off that, you know, she was in her, I think she, they said she was 62. And so guys, even her own age, are not interested in women her age. So she thought, if I can just meet them, then they can make their judgment. But if I never get a chance to meet them, I'm never going to find the one. Why didn't you put a picture of a sunset up there? I mean, you don't have to put, you know, your daughter. Yeah. That's really creepy. That seemed a little exploitive. Yes, it is. Then then there was the usual stuff about people lying about their age. Their age and their hair. Their weight. Right. But (laughs) for their hair. No, oh, no. Most men lie about their hair. Okay. Well, that's in here, too. The, uh, but in the fib guide, the top fibs they listed here, this one I had not uh, really heard. They said, we randomly scanned dozens of profiles on Match.com, Chemistry.com, Yahoo, blah, blah, blah. And these are the biggest lies they feel like they came up with. Number one, Harley owners. There's scarcely a guy without a Harley. Manly, hard-muscled, easy riders just waiting to take you for a spin. It's true. They said of the 45 profiles of guys between 35 and 55, no fewer than 17 claimed to own Harleys. But women report when you ever, like, ask a guy, like, hey, when do I get to see your Harley? It's always in the shop or is broken. Oh, you're kidding me. They're just pretending to be Harley owners. Have you encountered that? Well, I would never go. I I don't like motorcycles. So that turns me off. I skip right over the guys with the Harleys. But maybe you should go back and look at the guys with the Harleys now (laughs) because they don't really have Harleys. So no worries. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Number two is so complicated. What's number two? Number two was, yeah, it was, yeah, I work out of almost 100 profiles, all but eight claimed they exercise frequently, either at the gym or hiking or running or cycling. Clearly, if Americans were so diligent in the pursuit of fitness, the lines would start forming at fitness centers at 4 a.m. and the roads would be jammed with cyclists. And we know, actually, the fact is that fewer than 10% of us exercise regularly. Right. And the ones that do exercise appear without a shirt. You know, every picture of them, he's cycling, biking, hiking. He's, he's B- biking. Biking. <laughs> That's a California sport. <laughs> Trying to prove that he's, you know, Matthew McConaughey. I mean, they all do that whole Matthew McConaughey thing. Do you have a policy about men with no shirts? Yeah, I I will not go out with the guy with... In fact, I only want one picture of you. I Uh, don't want 25. uh I don't care what you do in your off hours. I just want to see your face. That's it. And put on a real shirt, not a (laughs) T-shirt. 
bad, men look bad in t-shirts. Just put on a collared shirt, please. Some guys look good in t-shirts. Liz, you know we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are like... going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones, and as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. 
Thanks, Butcher Box. I don't know, Liz. I mean, Not who does? Mick Jagger? All right, Keith Urban. <laughs> Two guys. Good Brad Pitt. That's it. Three. All right, what's the next? <laughs> okay, well, just one last one, that everyone seems to have these super sophisticated tastes and engage in urban living. Oh, right. Uh, uh-huh. They're home. sitting home on the couch watching, <laughs> watching Deal or No Deal. <laughs> Come on. Monica, that's exactly what it says in the story here, that everyone claims to have all of these activities. They're museum going. They're Art gallery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Antique shopping, right. wine Fridays. And they end the story by saying, isn't anyone lying on the couch eating Cheetos and watching trash TV? Yes, well, we know that most people are. So there's a word for that, homebody. That's what they call themselves. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. Couch so potatoes? Do you, yeah. Date, do you date homebodies? I like homebodies because I'm a homebody. Yeah. You know, why well, not? How do you get together? <laughs> If you never leave your home. That, that's a difficulty being singular, Monica. You just you have to set up a uh, TV watching date, I guess. Yeah. No, it's, it, well, I want to look Maybe you can that do that on. like on a conference call, speakerphone. <laughs> You're at home with your TV on. on no germs, no touching. That that's great. That would be a great date. Just conference call. Yeah. yeah. Like watching Bravo one night and just talking in between at the commercials. That would be really fun, actually. That Anybody is- want to do that with me? <laughs> call, call me. It's quite a day. Anyway, Sheila. if you want to check this out online, they, I haven't been to their website yet. It's called singularcity.com. So if you think you're sexy, savvy, and single, we're not sure any of us are. Uh, you, you just might want to check out this magazine. Uh, and Sheila, maybe one will turn up in your... Do you even have a post office box? Like, do you, How do you get mail? I get mail uh, through SatelliteSisters.com, Liz. Oh, 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 you, oh you mean? Oh, I. Oh, well, yes. I am. <laughs> no, I don't have a profile up right now at this moment <laughs> because I'm formulating a profile full of fibs, <laughs> and I'm writing it as we speak, Liz. All right, I work out nine days a week. Maybe right? you should get a Harley, Sheila. <laughs> get a Harley, right? Yeah. Yeah, just, you should just write one. Just claim to have all these things. Oh, that you oh and they all want a woman with no makeup, and that's not happening. Okay, I'm wearing foundation. They they all want the natural look. Yeah, no, no, no. no. That's a lie because they don't really not realize really. how yeah. much work goes into <laughs> to the being natural. natural. Look. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. We're not buying that. Okay. Well, uh, singular. Here we are. Three singular satellite sisters. We're moving on. Oh. It's time for body washes. Oh. It's time for the lab rats. We're going to take a little break, and we will be back with the lab rats report on body washes. And then mailbag, you've written us some really fun, interesting stuff lately. We want to we wanna talk to you about it. Stay with us. That's right. And Monica, I'm looking for a singular man who's clean and smells fresh like an evergreen forest. That's right. We are the lab rat Sheila Dolan here in Los Angeles. Monica's in Portland, Oregon, of course, turning off her shower. It's the time of the show when Monica and I road test consumer products and report back for you on our findings. Monica. Sheila, I appreciate that you're using lab rats now to just advertise for a man. (laughs) Oh, thank you for adding that little, uh, little I twist. hope you don't mind. It's not in the script. No, no, no. You went off script. That's okay. <laughs> so anyways, we have been wanting to test those newfangled vibrating mascara wands. Okay. Mm-hmm. We read about them weeks ago. There's one called the Turbo Lash. 
but we've been trying to find them, and they're, like, impossible to get a hold of because mm, they're so really? popular. Yeah, I went to a couple of stores in Oregon. They don't have them. I looked on the website. They're out of stock. Out of so stock. I, I promise you, we are going to get to those vibrating mascara wands, which sound just... <laughs> sound wrong. Sounds weird. No, it sounds dangerous. It sounds turbocharged. I like it. Well, I just like to see what they're like. We're going to keep trying. But in the meantime, <laughs> we're getting your suggestions. And so this week we went with body washes because we've never done that. So we tested three body washes. The Aveeno Moisturizing Body Wash. Mm-hmm. The Vitabath. Bath and shower jelly or gelée. Do you remember wow, that's about? like the original? Yeah, yeah going way back. Seventies throwback. Yeah, we thought we'd do a retro. Thought it'd be fun. And also, we tested the Dove Beauty Body Wash for sensitive skin. All right. Well, methodology and what I'm looking for. This is Sheila. Clean, cleaner, cleanest. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I take several showers a day. And I do it all over. I have various different. You just shower all over. <laughs> just you see a shower. Or you is jump it in? all over town or no, all over drug town? You. Are you? No, all, all over town, really. I mean, at the gym, at the pool, at my place. So anywhere between two and three showers a day, and it's exciting because I have many different bath products, Monica. But I'm looking for a fresh, soft suds. Love that. Um, and then, you know, I do a, a system, really. I, I use bar soap for certain areas, um, certain sensitive areas. And then I take a body wash that is scented in a scent that I like. And the last thing I do is I add the body wash to my neck and sort of underarms in areas that might be exposed, you know, in the, in the light. And um, <laughs> You've really oh. thought this through like yeah, that? This is a lot of detail. Yeah, you know, Sheila, when we talk about methodology, you don't, you don't have to describe every lurid detail of your personal showering habits. And the last thing I'll say is, okay, once, once I took home a towel from the YMCA and I kept it. But I cut that baby up into eight little soft little minis, <laughs> washcloths, and I feel like I've really gotten my money worth because I, I use a mini washcloth to do the body wash um, okay. testing, uh-huh. Monica. Got your money's worth on that stolen car. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I'm not going to go into all the personal details of how I shower, but I do like to shower. So this was a fun test for me. Um, I wanted to see... If really, if using these shower gels and washes could get rid of my dry, scaly legs. You know, I've had a problem this mm. summer. Spent <laughs> a lot of time over in Bend, Oregon. It's very dry. It's dusty. It's the high desert. Plus, I did some swimming in a chlorinated pool and ponds. And I have some dry, scaly skin on my legs. And it looks like, you know, alligator skin. So I just wanted to see if, if I use the body wash, would I need to use lotion? Mm. That was sort of my benchmark there. Now, I am looking for, you know, I like a light, fresh scent. I don't like anything that's too perfumey. Mm-hmm. I want a bit of foam, and I want to feel clean, but I don't want to feel stripped of oils. Okay, mm-hmm. Monica. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get started. You ready? Let's start with the Aveeno Moisturizing Body Wash. Now, you can find this in most drugstores and supermarkets. It's a, it's a, it's a bit lightly scented. It's a moisturizing wash with emollients oatmeal and vitamins, and it sells for about six ninety nine. Now, I just want to digress a little on oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> so part of your methodology. Where do you put the oatmeal? No, I used to love to make oatmeal but not completely soak it. Like I used to like to eat the little flakes and just partly moisten the oatmeal. 
Do you know what I mean? Yes. I just like crunching on oatmeal. But that, 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 I digress. I appreciate Avino's commitment to sunscreen this year. I just want to say I've seen them everywhere. They're coming out with more products. I like the body wash, Monica. Well, there's I, no sunscreen in the body wash. I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, let's not mislead people I, I'm just behind the Avino company Brand. right now. Okay. All right? And I want to support them. I, I like their... Their natural look. They don't use any colors in their advertising. You know, the bottles are tan and white. I appreciate that classic look. It's a good body wash, not a great one. One paw up for this from this rep for Avino moisturizing body wash. Well, I was not a big fan of the Avino, Sheila. I'm sorry. I did like the cream. Don't be sorry. <laughs> feel to it, but it just it, it had a little too much perfume. Oh, me. okay, Monica. So I'm going to give the Avino one paw down. Oh. I would not buy it again. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. 
Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. Your youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed, so it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site wide with the code Sat Sisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. I see. I like a a light scent. You know what I do at the last step, Monica. What do I do? You put it all (laughs) over your (laughs) arms, necks, and underarms. Areas that might be exposed. All right. Next, the brand that started it all. Vitabath, yes, Vitabath Gelé in the original spring spring green scent. Now, you need to hunt for this, but not very far in our neighborhood, because guess who had it? Drug Town. Yes, indeed. They had sort of a product museum in there. That's right. Right behind the giant hats for Ascot Downs. (laughs) Now, it comes... (laughs) It's Ascot Sheila. Oh, whatever. (laughs) All right, anyway. It comes in the $12 and $18 size. I'm sorry, it is expensive, but it has... Listen to what it has. Vitamins A, D, and E, and horse chestnut extract. Extract. Now, this brings me back (laughs) to when you used to eat chestnuts. (laughs) To what, your riding career? <laughs> no, but related to, and remember my best friend in high school, Polly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. She had, you know, no parental supervision, and she had Vitabath. It was just, to me, it was so exotic. It was uh, sophisticated. To have, so sophisticated to have a body wash. We weren't allowed to even have soap in our... <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. We had soap. We had ivory soap. We never had Vitabath. So when I went to her house, she let me try it. And I got Is that hooked when you on became it. addicted to showering? And, yeah, well, I almost. I saw it the other day at the Y, and that evergreen forest smell came rushing back to me. I love Vitabath. If I could afford it all the time, I would. If you ever want to buy me a gift, Vitabath's the thing. This has been not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't wrap. No, no, no. no you no. still got another. I'm giving just some, <laughs> yeah, two paws up. Two what? paws up for the bite of She's just <laughs> av- advertising for a man and soliciting <laughs> gifts. I thought she was going to finish up with entertaining Sheila there in the shower. <laughs> okay, go, Monica. All right, well, you know, it was hard to find, but guess where I found it? I found it at the same place I found that that instant shampoo at Walgreens. Walgreens is, is an amazing place. The Pharmacy Museum. That place <laughs> is amazing. It has a retro feel and a smell to it. Kind of reminds me of like Jeannette, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that's, you saw Vitabath in your friends, in their mother, your mother's friends, mm-hmm. mother's showers and stuff like that. Now it has a light translucent foam. I thought it had an excellent scent. Yes. I loved it. It was cool. It was very refreshing. But you know what? My what? legs, it didn't really fight the scaly dry leg problem. I still needed to put lotion on. I think it would be great, Vitabath, in a bath. 
but I don't have a bathtub that works, so <laughs> I can't really. Okay. No, you're test, right. It would be. Test that theory out. I, I like to chill. It smelled cool and green. I'm going to give it one paw. Well, I like that, Monica. Okay, lastly, ah, oh, the Dove Bo- Beauty Body Wash for Sensitive Skin. That's right. It's unscented. It comes in a clean, white, 24-ounce bottle. It contains about one-quarter Dove Moisturizing Cream, which is, you know, their classic. I love that, that it's, that it's creamy. Monica, this was classic. It was clean. It was wholesome. I had no irritation. Sometimes when I overshower, I, I have some sensitivity. <laughs> in sensitive areas? Right, in sensitive areas, exactly. And this Dove Body Wash, it's, to me, it's like, it's like a clean slate. I do this, like, you know, if I want... But that buildup on my body from soap. <laughs> I from do your last shower three hours ago. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, how can things even build up <laughs> on right. your body? One paw up for the Dove Beauty Body Wash. Okay, for me, the Dove Beauty Body Wash was far and away my favorite of the three we tested. And here's why. It had this thick, milky, creamy lotion wash, mm-hmm. if you can imagine that. It wasn't a clear foam. It was a milky white lotion. Yet, it rinses clean. So it made my skin feel very clean, but it didn't feel like it was stripped of oils. It also, now it claims it's unscented, but I don't mind that it does have a very light scent to it. It's absolutely delicious. I loved it. Really? Two paws up for the dub. And how are your scaly legs after that? I I use it every day. Oh, Monica. I absolutely love it. Well, you know, I still need to put some lotion on. All right, all right. I have to say, uh, yeah, I think... I still put Dove lotion on. Okay. All right. Well, let's recap our findings, Monica. I I, love the Dove. uh, Yeah, obviously you did. And I do like the Dove, but I'm going to go with the Vitabath. It was wonderful to be back in a Vitabath again. Um, And that's for me and Monica. Do we know what we're doing next week? Macaroni and cheese? (laughs) Oh, you are? Well, it's a question. Oh, what? Frozen macaroni and cheese? Is it a rhetorical question? Well, Um, I said go for it. You know what? I saw a child having mac and cheese the other night. And it I looks said, good, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does look good. So let's let's get on that. All right, mac and cheese report next week. <laughs> all right. If there are any ever any lab rats that you missed, remember they're all posted at SatelliteSisters.com. We did all that special week of lab rats uh, during August. Those shows are there. But in the show archives, all of the individual reports are all piled up there. They've done it all except for mac and cheese and turbo mascara. <laughs> so we're the Satellite Sisters. Stick with us. Coming up next, uh, we have some mailbag, uh, some of your letters we want to respond to. Monica has a list of people making major comebacks, and so a few shout-outs to them. And some details on the wreath-making intra-sister contest we are holding this month. So stay with us.
are the Satellite Sisters, and that was Leona Lewis, whatever it takes. I really like that song. I, I like that too. song a lot. I like her. Yeah, I like her, too, except it was her appearance at the closing ceremonies at the Olympics, Julie. Did you see it that? wasn't her fault. I mean, I it really wasn't. I know. I felt really bad for her. It was just not impressive at all. What did lame, I think. Lame would, would be the word. I'm trying not to overuse oh. the word lame, but mm. she came out of the double-decker bus, and she, I don't know. It just didn't. The whole British thing for the London Olympics did not work in the closing They ceremony. have to get their act together. Yeah, they've got four years, TikTok people. All right, Sheila, mailbag. Looks like you have quite a little stack of uh, letters in front of you you wanted to respond to. Well, every once in a while I get personal letters, which I really appreciate. And it's usually on inane things that I've said on the show (laughs) Mm -hmm. relating to, you know, just random bits and pieces of my life. And I loved this letter from Lisa in Indianapolis. She had been skimming the new issue, issue of Body and Soul magazine. She said it's not quite woman's world. But she came upon a blurb, love it, Lisa, about turmeric and thought of me because I once announced on the show that that's the only spice I have in my kitchen. That's right. And it's, uh, she said it has turmeric as many healing properties, according to Body and Soul, including antibacterial, uh-huh. antifungal, antiviral, and antitumoral. <laughs> That yum, means, yum, I that mean, does sound delicious. You're not going to get any of those things. I mean, just... just you should I'm, take a shower in it. I yeah. mean, I, you can put it on acne, scrapes, sunburns. No. Uh, just, are you reading this now, or are you making that Yeah, up? no, she goes on to say, you know, it's um, it's just amazing. You just have to remember to wash your hands after you use it, because it does stain the hands. Because it's orange, right? Right, it's orange. So what thank do you. you use it on, Sheila? Your melanges? Yes, my melange. Yeah, my my vegetable melanges. <laughs> Anything with chickpeas. Just dump a whole bunch of turmeric in there and you'll be fine. But you haven't been applying it directly to your body? No, no, I haven't. But mm-hmm. I like this idea. I mean, I like to do sort of a mock Indian, you know, vegetable melange from time to time. I mean, I did it once, basically. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With onions and, and garlic. Chickpeas, <laughs> is that what makes it the mock Indian All part right. of it? How about Astrid from Boston? Astrid writes to us all the time. She's a big fan. Now, she took issue with the fact that I was mentioning Us magazine on you know, the show, mm. as I normally do, instead of People. And she says, come on, Sheila, is that stuff even true? Well, that's the whole point, Astrid. You know, I like that it may not be true. Um, you know, she said you can read about... David Duchovny going into mm-hmm. rehab in, in Us, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, basically titillating and, you know. but or Just you can, rampant speculation. Or you can read, you know, the hardcore news part of it from People Magazine. Hardcore news. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I understand what you say. And um, Astrid, now she gave me actually a link to the subscription policy for people, how as a member of the press, I can sign up for, you know, X amount of dollars a year and really, you know, get the true story about things. And then she goes on to say she would like to have People magazine for gals our age, like a special separate one for women in their 40s. She oh, says, so we wouldn't have to read about the stars of the hills and things right, like that? Right, like she wants a story on Lindsay Wagner. All right, okay, I agree with you, Astrid. You know what I mean? That's a good idea. It right. Is. She wants to hear about the guys from Entourage, but she also wants to know what's happening with Lindsay Wagner. You know? Maybe people can uh, team up with Singular. <laughs> That's right. So those were, and then I did was, I, you know, we have a great Facebook account. Satellite Sisters has her own Facebook page. And I have a separate Facebook page for Sheila. And Sharon in St. Louis wrote to me after uh, my dating videos. 
and she thought that um, this was a brand new idea for her mm-hmm. that maybe Anderson Cooper would be great to date. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. that was her. That was her. Now, there's a guy who looks good in a T-shirt. Oh, he does. He does, and other guys. He's think. very busy. <laughs> yes, he's busy well, with this whole election business. I, I know. Oh but, boy, he's and working the hurricanes. Every night. He covers those. Too. I know. No, he would never be home. It would be great. Now, Sharon, <laughs> Sharon um, did not know that. Anderson like m- likes men instead of w- I mean he likes women but he loves men uh-huh. if you know what I mean and so I just and I said to her you know I don't think he he's really a woman's man and um, she said well there's a first time for everything and he's never met you uh-huh. she was very positive about it <laughs> I mean I just love that sure. so what's the takeaway are you going to contact Anderson uh, well as soon as um, I do a turmeric bath and uh, take care of those uh you know, actually, the the you're stammering, Sheila. You're wait, thinking about just, it. You wait know, till very wait, cute. Wait till after the election. Yes, yeah. he he's very appealing. Well, that like scar him. on my leg that I sustained while making uh, chicken turmeric. Uh, look, I don't think that's going to be the make or break <laughs> item. I'm going to treat that with turmeric and see how it goes. All right. Okay. All right. Monica, I understand that in addition to Lindsay Wagner, you have your own comeback list. Yeah, uh, a couple of comebacks in the news in the last couple of weeks. We didn't talk about Lance Armstrong yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, he right. announced a couple of weeks ago he's getting back on the bike, and I love that. I think that would be great for cycling. He retired about three years ago. You know, he's been working on his Lance Armstrong Foundation to raise money and awareness for cancer. Well, he recently raced in a, a Leadville, the Leadville Trail 100 mm-hmm. in Colorado, and he came in second. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you know what? Maybe I should go back to bike racing. Better and than I, dating. I mean, that's all he's really been doing for the last. <laughs> Julie, years. you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He needs to. He needs to get into some heavy training. So, so is he going to go back into the Tour de France? Yes. He said he was inspired oh. by athletes like Dara Torres at 41. You know, she won an Olympic medal, and the marathoner this year was 38. He plans to compete in the Tour de France next summer. Now, he said if he needs to appeal to President Nicolas Sarkozy directly for entry into the Tour, that's what he will do. But it's expected. he probably knows Carla Bruni. <laughs> Oh, Ooh, Liz. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't you think? Yes, I think he. I think he might have some knowledge <laughs> of Carla. He well, he he is on a new team, Astana, and uh-huh. so they'll they're probably going to get entry into the Tour de France. But he's going to be back next year. I think it's exciting. Uh, I think it's great. Well, he's already back in the new Vanity Fair. Have you seen his picture? He's naked on a on a bike. So just FYI. Oh, really? Yeah, just wanted to pass that along. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> Sheila bringing us the hard, the hard hitting news. And that Sheila was going even in people. Sheila going to all of her sources. Somebody wow. sent me a link from Facebook. I wouldn't know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You That's and Anderson. too hard. For you me. and Anderson are going to go far because you know your love. You both of, like the picture. Yes. Your, no, your love, your love of current oh, events. Oh, Julie, touche. Okay. Ooh. All right. Okay. Here's a, here's another comeback of sorts that I'm happy to see. You know Bonnie Hunt. The very appealing actress, comedian. I love her. I love her. So charming and fun. She is. Well, she has her own talk show. Talk show now. Oh, she does. A daytime talk show, and it debuted last week. 
I saw it a couple of times. I T-voted. It's a mid-afternoon show, so I think it's on at 2 o'clock here in Portland. You know, she's just so it's delightful. for me. <laughs> it is good for you, Sheila. Uh, there, you know, the audience, the live TV audience was a little bit older. You know, yeah. but maybe right. that's who Bonnie appeals to. She's like your next-door neighbor. I mean, she's just great. She has that Midwestern accent. and She sit on a couch or she have a desk? Or? She has, Julie, she has a desk and the whole set and all of the graphics, the opening graphics for, it's called the Bonnie Hunt Show. It's very retro. Kind of looks like old Johnny Carson. The uh-huh. colors and the, the, the whole set. But she does a lot of banter back and forth with her producer who's become a character on the show. I, I hope she does well because that's a tough gig. Yeah, that is yeah. tough. Remember yeah. I mean, we, remember when we had Jane Pauley on Satellite Sisters years ago and yeah. she started a talk show that didn't do well. No, and Megan Mullally, yeah. And, oh, Mary, Megan Mullally, Caroline Rhea or whatever mm-hmm. her name is, Rhea. Ray. To, to, Ray, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wonder if the Bonnie Hunt show is taped here in L.A. Did it say where it was? Maybe we should go, Sheila. Let's do it. Fun. She's very, very fun. I mean, it's her first week out for a talk show, so give it a give it a look. Okay. Liz will look at it and rewrite the show flow, and then we'll be on the show. Okay. All right. <laughs> go ahead. No, yeah, I saw her last week. She just needs to kind of settle in. I mean, it must be. It's a lot of work. Ooh, mind-boggling. Sheila, as you recall, the last the talk lo- show, the every last day. Los Angeles-based mm-hmm. afternoon talk show we appeared on was. The other half. Oh, Liz. Why'd is, you have to bring that up? This is one of the darker moments in the, the history of the Satellite Sisters. We were, you may not recall that show, that it was like the male version of The View. It was Dick Clark. Oh, boy. Uh, Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. That's all I remember. Danny Bonaducci. Yes. And who was and the some other, other guy? And some other guy. And who, you, you and Liz which, were which the part of the book tour. Leon was there, too. Yes. yes. And so it was Leon, Sheila, and me, Liz. And we actually had to have a conversation with Dick Clark and Mario Lopez. And we were so overprepared, as we normally are. But, I mean, all of a sudden, Dick Clark would say, sense of direction, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, that was out of our book, you know, just just random yeah. thoughts. And we had to ex- just just respond. It was more just looking at their faces, I their know. heavily made-up faces, which th- there was a freak-out factor there. <laughs> Definitely. I don't think you'd have that if you were guest on the Bonnie Hunt. No, right, no. I, right. She's very, even, she, she doesn't have her hair and makeup. I mean, obviously her hair and makeup is done, but it's very low-key. She came out the other day in, like, a hoodie and a T-shirt and just a pair of black pants. Really? Uh, okay. She's, she's great. Yeah, she's trying to get on that hoodie, show. Liz, yeah. get us on that show. All right. I just want to sit in the audience once. So much. We could do that. Yeah, I'm okay. sure we could do that. One more comeback. Incredible story. I know the Olympics are over, but the Paralympics are just finishing now in Beijing. I was over in Bend, Oregon a lot this summer, so I was over in, in August. One day I'm in line at the REI store. Had to buy some summer shorts because I didn't own any. And the woman in front of me in line, there was a long line. She's like 50-something, super fit. I thought she was maybe a runner or cyclist because there's a lot of super fit types over there in Bend. And she had a big basket full of stuff. So two friends came up to her in line. And they said, where are you going? She said, oh, tonight I'm off to Beijing, um, going to Beijing. And this was like the day the Olympics were starting. Mm-hmm. So, of course, my ears pricked up. I thought maybe she was going to the Olympics. No, she is a Paralympian. So she was going to compete in the Paralympics. And I'll tell you, I, I kind of got chills. 
standing behind her. She, she's a cyclist because she talked about how complicated it was to ship her bike to China and the visas, and she'd been training in Colorado Springs. And she talked a little bit about how great the people at Home Depot had been to her because they were her sponsors, and she works at Home Depot. Oh, right. So, oh, so anyways, yeah. her friends are wishing her good luck. And I opened the paper last week, and I see that she won a gold medal. You're <gasps> kidding. In cycling. Well, her Monica, name, what is her disability? Her name is Barbara Buchan, and she's 52 years old, so she's the oldest member of the U.S. Paralympic team. She won a gold medal in the individual 3,000-meter cycling pursuit. Mm-hmm. So the deal is she has been an athlete her whole life. She always dreamed of going to the Olympics, but when she was very young, she was 25, she had a devastating crash on her bike, and it left her with a severe head injury. She mm-hmm. was actually in a coma for a couple of months, and she had a lot of brain surgeries. You know, her doctors, her parents, they doubted she would ever walk again. Isn't this amazing? But she had, you know, years of rehab, and she still has a lot of disabilities. Like, she still has some cognitive and physical disabilities. But she started running track in the Paralympics. Then she switched to cycling. And at the time, uh, there was no women's cycling events in the Paralympics. There was only the men's. And she competed in the men's event. And she came in one year, like, ninth. And so she worked to kind of change all that. Thanks to her efforts in Athens, they added women's cycling events to the Paralympics. So she won the gold medal, and she was twice the age of all of her competitors wow. and teammates. Just an amazing person. That 52 is 52 years old. That's a comeback, Monica. Yeah, Barbara that... Buchan, and she works at the Home Depot in Ben, Liz, and they said in the gardening department. Uh-huh. We were there this summer, weren't we, Liz? We were several times. There is a huge picture of her, of Barbara, and an American flag, and just that is quite a comeback, 52 years old. Well, this was written up in the New York Times on Friday. We should post a link to that on the blog, Monica. Mm-hmm. The, the title of the story was From Death's Door to the Metal Podium. That, that is really, really inspirational. Good for her. All right. Uh, any, any, anyone else you would like to bring back, Sheila, and it's, uh, other than Lindsay Wagner, who's on your list? No, no. Yeah. And the uh, sleep number bed. <laughs> That's really all I want. Forget about Lindsay Wagner. All right. Well, I do want to remind people that here we are. It's the middle of September coming up at the end of the month is our September interest sister wreath-making competition. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. This, this all got cooked up. This is going to be rough. This got cooked up while I was away on vacation. You never would have agreed to it. Is that <laughs> what you're saying? I might have pushed back on this. And, Sheila, I see that this time you're even agreeing to compete. Our well, la- uh, no, I didn't agree. I was forced to by the committee. So I cannot be a judge any longer. I have to get my hands dirty. So at the end of the month, you will see this posted at SatelliteSisters.com. At the very end of the month, each of the sisters has to make a fall wreath. Wow. So some kind of decoration for our front door. I like that because, you know, I always have a wreath on my door. I have like three or four and I change them. They're seasonal. But I've never made one before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we have to bend the twigs? No, we said, we said that we could go to a craft store to get some of the supplies. Oh, for yeah. Yes. I'm not going to use I real mean, some of it is it. assembling. It's, it's like... It, <laughs> well, I would imagine if you, what? if you made it from completely from scratch, you know, with yeah. the bent willows, if you may physically made the wreath, <laughs> 
that that might be worth more points mm-hmm. than yes. someone that just gets the glue gun and glue. Okay, well, do whatever you want, do Monica. It, yeah. Well, the judge let's this time. Let's not start wrangling now. Sheila, right. <laughs> let's, let's wait to the final judging to wrangle. Sheila was our judge last time, and uh, but this time our judge will be Sarah Sweeney, our webmaster. Oh, so she is. And she likes me. She's the official sixth. <laughs> she sister. likes me too. <laughs> you know what? She likes all of us, Sheila. Oh, that's, that's right. <laughs> that's not necessarily going to give you a leg up. So just remember, at the end of the month, you're not going to want to miss that. The Satellite Sisters Intra Sister Wreath Making Contest. It's all going to be posted on the website at SatelliteSisters.com. And there's so much stuff there. Sometimes I'm surprised when I go to SatelliteSisters.com, all the stuff we have going on there. Oh, the archives, the sister spots. Yeah, so just And there's that good link to the Facebook. That's the easiest way to get to Facebook. Oh, yeah, it is. You're right, Jill. I always go to SatelliteSisters.com first, and then boom, Facebook. Boom. Okay. Julie Dolan, Facebooking it. <laughs> How many friends do you have? I have a lot, Sheila. Okay, okay that's the next that contest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we are going to wrap it up. We will, we will be back soon. Uh, but in the meantime, have a good day, sisters. Thanks, Hey, Liz. you too, Liz. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>